This is your UNC Bears head men's basketball coach, Steve Smiley, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Go Bears! Thirty-six minutes after the twelve o'clock hour, welcome back to the whole show, powered by Chevron. Joining me now, the voice of the UNC Bears, Mike Rice, and Mike is one of obviously the talent speaks for itself, but you know he is one of the more logical people that I've met, logical sports broadcasters that I met. So when Mike is frustrated, when Mike is saying, "Hey, something." Something's up here. Big Sky Conference officiating last night. UNC Bears lose to uh, Weber State in overtime. Mike, um, boy, some really bad calls. Obviously the one to end regulation and then overtime as well. And really, I just kind of wanted to get you on. Talk about it a little bit. I would. I hope we get something from the Big Sky Conference. Well, yeah, it's great to be on. Thanks for the kind words, Brady. Appreciate it. But uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath on that. That's just not and you know this, most people who follow sports know this, that typically you're not going to get any kind of response. Um, it, it's, just, it's just not how it works. Um, did Steve get some responses? Maybe. Probably. Um, I would think so. Uh, and whatever he got, I'll let him say if he feels like saying it. But the fact is there were some calls that were just bad calls. And, you know, on the one hand, I fully recognize I'm not an official, and it is a difficult, difficult job. Basketball is a contact sport. We all know this. There is contact throughout the game. The question is what's allowable and what isn't. And, uh, and so I, I, I say that because it's important for me. Just I, I come at this. I, I try and come at it, like you said, not only logically but humbly. You know, it's a tough job those guys have. I recognize that. But if you're going to have that job, much like if, if you're going to call a game or host a show and your show's bad or you miss every call, I mean, it, 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 it's, not, it's just not acceptable. And it's one thing to miss a hand check, you know, four minutes into the game. It's another thing to miss a block charge or miss a clear foul on a layup that would have given Jaron really two free throws to tie the game at the end of the first overtime. And that, that may not have – I mean, Weaver could have come down and hit a shot, but you can't miss those calls. Uh, you just can't. And it's too bad because they both won against the Bears. But this is not – I mean, this isn't like the sixth-place team against the eighth-place team, which, which would be bad enough. I mean, you want officials to get it right. But this, is, this could be a game for second place, uh, which means a lot. And it obviously gives Weber the sweep over UNC. The Bears play. I, I mean, I could go on all day, Brady, and not let you get another question. Well, I, I want so you I don't to, know, Mike. I know. want you to. Uh, I, I guess the, the point is is that when the Bears were at Eastern Washington, if you look at the end of that game, I mean, there were a handful of calls that were absolutely missed, many of which went against the Bears. And I'm not saying the Bears are the only team that get uh, are, are on the short end of calls. I'm not saying that. Last night, though, was not a balanced officiated game for a game that featured two teams that played in a similar fashion. If you have a team that throws up 35, 43 pointers, whatever it is, and they're playing on the perimeter, yeah, they're, they're probably not going to draw a lot of fouls. But that's not the Bears game. You know that from watching them. I know that. And if you watched, if anybody watched the game last night, you know that's not how the game unfolded as far as the style of play. The Bears attacked the rim, Weaver State attacked the rim. 
Did I have an issue with Dylan Jones going to the line 11 times? I really didn't because that's part of his game. That's part of the player he is. Did I agree with every call that went against the Bears on Jones? No, I didn't. But I didn't have an issue with it. It wasn't egregious. For the Bears to go 7 of 11 from the line in that game, the way the styles were unfolding is, to me, if not egregious, as close as you can get. I just don't think it was true to the way I saw the game. My eye is untrained. I don't look at it like an official, even though I know a little bit. Um, but it just it just was not a good night, in my opinion, for that officiating crew, to say the least. Well, and you've called a lot of games, Mike, uh, so a lot of people are going to trust your judgment. And that's I think that's why it's important to note in doing so, you've always handled yourself in the most professional way, and you did it last night. Obviously, there's frustration, but you're not one of those broadcasters that's every foul against your team that you're calling. You're not one of those guys, and I, and I know that. Um, so, again, this is why if you're saying it, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, that's a big deal when people got to pay attention here as to what's going on because – and then my brain starts going to what? I mean, why so one-sided? Especially, you know, the Bears are going on that huge run with, what, three or four minutes left. There's so much momentum on the UNC Bears' side. And then it just hits this brick wall with some of the officiating. And then, of course, the charge call fouled on, really. And then the overtime call. So yeah, my brain starts going to a lot of places, Mike. A lot of dark places, I suppose. Well, yeah. And and I won't allow myself to go to, go to the dark. And I'm just going to say Don't go I mean, to the dark side. Just, uh, I'm not going to go to the dark side if it was fixed. I can't do that. I, I, I mean, if I'm going to say that, and I'm not, I'm just bringing up the topic because a lot of people do, oh, it's fixed. Well, I mean, to me, there needs to be some evidence, and that is where sort of the logic I try and bring to sure. it. But, but here's why, Brady, I, I, I've never been, never tried to bring the, the officials into it as a main storyline because the fact of the matter is most often for fans, it's just an emotional response. You don't think it's a call against your team. And quite honestly, I, I, I mean, I have been fortunate enough to see a lot of games. A lot of times, it is the right call. It is absolutely the right call that went against your guy who was out of position or something happened. I didn't see it that way by and large, and I certainly didn't. I thought at best it was an iffy call on the, on the offensive foul. But as I reread the emphasis point, and I, and I can pull it up here if I pull over, but basically, if the defender is, as I understand it, if the defender is not set in stone by the time the offensive player leaves, you know, has a foot off the ground, that's a block, period. And as Steve alluded to after the game, he said it's pretty clear now. It's hard to draw a, uh, a charge in that situation. And, and I don't know where Dylan was, where Jones was in respect to the, the restricted circle. I'd have to go back and look at that film, you know, look at the tape. But the fact is, I, I thought that should, I mean, when I saw it, and I, my guess is when you saw it, that was a block. It was close. It was bang, bang, but it was a block, and the Bears should have won in regulation. Look, we know it's not a do or die from the standpoint of the season is over. But it, and it could affect when the Bears play and what seed they are in the in the conference tournament so uh, does it matter it does matter even though it's not sort of do or die um but back to the point about the officials i can't stand listening to a game where all they do is harp on officials i just don't think that's most of the time true to the game and so i really try to avoid that but at some point when the officials are going to make calls like that 
or when they're going to look at the monitor four times, five times, for minutes at a time. That becomes a major storyline in the game. And my job is ultimately to describe and talk about and um, paint the picture of the major storylines. And unfortunately, the officials, primarily due to their incompetence last night, became a major storyline and i i wish it were different and it hurt the bears and i wish that were different well and you're right this this is so so much meaning to this game because you know i'm not going to say this will be the sole reason if the bears don't go dancing but if the seeding works out in a really tough way and the and the bears get a really difficult draw and they don't get that but they don't get in that second seed then you are going to look back at this game and say man if things would have been a little bit different you can say that about the pros when they get in the playoffs if this would have happened this way they would have been up against that team whatever but bottom line is there were some bad calls missed calls you talk about the one late in overtime when Dylan Jones slapped uh, really on the li- on the wrist it i mean it- it was pretty darn obvious. And then you go to the review on that. And that's the more frustrating. Why do we have this technology? <laughs> what are they seeing in the review, Mike, that, that, that clearly most people we're, we're hearing from didn't see? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I mean, my, my initial question is, and, and let me just start by, with this. There are times when I've missed calls in a game. I, it's just you don't see it. Something happens. Uh, freak out moment. Whatever it is. And, and it's just a flub, and there's no other way to put it. And, and somebody could say, Mike, how, how could you say that on the air? I don't know. I, I, now, it doesn't happen often, thankfully, but at least I don't think it does. No, I don't think so. It, and, 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 yet, and so my question then becomes, how do you not – I mean, that, if that's not a, a tailor-made foul call, there's nobody around Jaron Rilly and Dylan Jones at the end of overtime – to be blocked off that I mean what are what I'm genuinely asking I am not mocking the officials what are you looking at I honestly don't know if you can't see that call in that situation when it's one-on-one the block charge they saw it a different way which I simply disagree with and I think most people I would like to think Weber State fans would disagree with but Brady I mean I don't know. I don't know what they're looking and half the, I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question of what are they looking at on the replay. I don't know because I'd like to know the answer to that question too. Well, and that's you know that's kind of says it all. You know the frustration that goes into this. I can't imagine how um, Coach Smiley, Mike. I didn't. I only caught the very beginning. I didn't catch the whole thing. How was Coach Smiley in that post game? Well, Steve is is all class. Yeah, and I, I you know Steve well enough. Uh, I've gotten to know him. He is an uber competitive guy. Most coaches are, even if they aren't outspoken or aren't gregarious. Steve is an outgoing personality, and and he loves people and all the rest. And so when you couple that with the competitive fire that you have to have as a coach at this level, uh, it uh, he said he said a little more than I thought he might because coaches don't comment on officiating. Uh, typically, and I don't even like to ask coaches about officiating at the end of games because you're basically asking them to get fined, and I don't want to put them in that position. Which is, but I had to ask him. So, two two part answer. Uh, I think he was uh, he was resigned to the fact that his team got the short end of two critical calls and two egregious calls in a critical game, and and yet I thought he was 
fairly honest given the situation, and that's why I left it open-ended. Do you have a comment? Do you wish to share anything about those calls? Because if his answer is no, Mike, I, I can't do that. Okay, great. And if, you know, he had a little bit to say. You should replay the interview. I mean, to me it was revealing. I mean, when you, when you hear a coach say it was 1,000% a foul, everybody saw it, you don't often hear a coach say that in a post game. Yeah, and that's you know that's part of why I think the the urgency of this conversation because because Mike, I'm not that guy either. I I never really I like to go you know to officiating even if even if there are bad calls and missed calls. I, I you know I wasn't one that was like, hey, the Chiefs are cheating and uh, all that stuff. I wasn't that guy, even though they are, <laughs> <laughs> even though they're the biggest cheaters out there. Um, but this is one of those that separates itself even from those extremes. This. This one's beyond extreme. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that, Brady. I also try to be, as you said, even-keeled, and I know Steve does too. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain. I mean, I, I would have to ask Steve for sure. But, you know, coaches regularly send clips in to the, the, whoever the head of officiating. Most conferences have some sort of person as, like, the head of officials that manages all of the crews all year long. And, and you know that's a tough job. I mean, they're getting it from one coach or, or another probably in every game that's played in any, any conference any night. Uh, but, I mean, you, you got to do better than those three did. And may, I don't know any of those officials. I don't know their reputations. I don't know their, you know, if they're generally regarded as good officials. I just don't know. I haven't been in the league that long. Uh, but I can say that that crew had a tough night, and it's tough to see. Uh, and and yet, to to go back to your initial question, I I'd be stunned if the conference. I mean, I would be I would be blown away if the conference issued a statement on either of those two calls. They should. I agree with you there. But most of the time, there's zero accountability, and that to me is, I think, a conversation that needs to be had. Because you know what? If Steve's teams, even though they're competitive and they're good, if, if, if they're on the short end of calls and, and it affects outcomes of games and it affects one-loss records over time in a major way, guess what? Steve Smiley's going to be accountable with his job. And guys might be accountable players as far as playing time if they're called for fouls and all the rest. At, at what point do we have a conversation like, what is appropriate? for the officiating crew last night. Uh, I mean, if I heard Steve Wright on the postgame show, and I'm not sure I did, I'd have to go back and listen. I thought he said that the officials told him that they missed the call at the end of overtime. Well, Mm. okay, okay, if that's the case, and again, I don't know, but if that's the case, Brady, there has to be a mechanism in place. Because Hey, I get it, you miss a call. No problem, and it's not going to give the Bears a win, and it's not going to give Weber a loss. It's not going to change the outcome. Man, those are two tough calls to miss. They really are. Yeah, Mike, uh, you're you're 100 percent right, and and all the frustration side of things. Mike, appreciate you as always. But the Bears aren't done. They got two game, two regular season games remaining, and then of course the Big Sky Tournament. They can still get into that top two spot, but a big one coming up tomorrow night at Idaho State, Mike. So we'll be looking forward to your call. Yeah, it'll be fun, Brady. And the Bears, you know, look, 
and, and as far as I'm concerned, and I'm I'm not a part of this, but as far as Steve and his staff and the team, uh, they they will put it in the rear view as as tough as it was. Uh, and you know what? You just go out and play the next game, and that that's a tough one. They played Idaho State to double overtime in Greeley. Idaho State lost in double OT to Northern Arizona last night. That's a tough road game, and uh, yeah, it should be fun to see how it turns out tomorrow. Mike, appreciate your call and uh, just everything you bring to the table, man. We've absolutely been spoiled by your your broadcast this year, so uh, we appreciate you, man. You're too kind. Thank you, Brady. All appreciate right. being on with you. Mike Rice, the voice of the UNC Bears. I'm telling you, if Mike is frustrated, if Steve Smiley is frustrated, something ain't right. Well, frustrated. Well, yeah, but Angel, you're you know you're you're a big Bears fan. So you, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was an obvious. <laughs> it was, man. It was. All right. So let's take a quick break here. Um, whenever we come back, we'll wrap up. Whenever we come back, we'll wrap up uh, hour number two. We'll get into buy or sell coming up short, short third hour today. So get your punches in. It's the whole show powered by Chevron and Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. <laughs> to speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.